All right, so we recorded a lot about Star Wars, and we originally did a um, we originally intended to do a, one episode about the original trilogy, one episode about the prequel trilogy, but we recorded a lot for like three hours, and so this episode is part two of that. Um, and, and you can find the original or uh, the first part um, at wherever you found this episode iTunes, Stitcher, all that uh, obsessiveviewer.com, ovpodcast.com and uh, yeah so we're going to join it just just in progress and uh, thank you for listening and hope you enjoy it this is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter this is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Twitter and I am Mike White you can find me at I am Mike White on Twitter and this is obsessiveviewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast All right, I'm back. Okay, so yeah, so so where were we at in our conversation about this? Because we're we are totally all over the place here. Um, we were talking. We're at Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a movie. No, I. <laughs> okay, so so to your to your guys's point about Lucas and and about um, like you guys mentioned that the worlds are are just so unique and and really interesting, like like uh, um, Besman and Hoth and all that. Another thing about Lucas and and about the franchise as a whole and something that I do hope is I don't know if I don't know if JJ Abrams is going to is going to um rectify this. I don't even know if rectify is the right word, but it's like every world is is just like they're they're imaginative, but it's also like okay, uh Tatooine, oh it's a desert planet. Oh, Hoth, it's an ice planet. Oh, uh Besman, uh well that's a mining planet. Um Let's look at uh, whatever whatever planet um, Obi Wan and Anakin fought on. That's that's a that's a lava planet. Yeah, Mustafar. But anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> that's true, I guess. But if we're just looking at the movies, there's no reason to believe that that is the whole planet. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You know, we just see a part of the whole planet. Fair. Um, That's fair. And also, we're getting Jakku or Jakku in the this in these new movies, which could be Tatooine or mm-hmm. or could be just another desert planet. Which is cool that there's just another desert planet. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know. You make a valid point. Yeah. I, I agree that that's some. It's definitely a, a fantasy kind mm-hmm. of idea, but I don't know. And and I'm glad that we are getting this Jakku place because when I saw the previews for it, I thought that it was Tatooine. I'm, I appreciate that it's not, and this could be just firmly put. Do we know for enough. sure that it's not? Because it could very know. well just be another word for Tatooine. I I don't know. I unfollowed the guy that keeps tweeting about <laughs> minuscule uh, Force Awakens things, but no. Um. So I mean it could be but we'll and we'll see in a week but it's uh it's refreshing to know that it's not like it's not like they it's not like JJ Abrams went and was like okay well, we're we're going to film on we're going to film scenes in on Tatooine because that's what that's what I love about Star Wars and stuff like right. that like he's doing something he's bringing he's bringing new well, things Yeah like Lucas did Well what I can <laughs> Why the Anakin just does not have to be from Tatooine he just does not I don't yeah, need that True um, what, what I'd say to that is, um, at its core, the franchise is really an adventure. And so in adventure, you want to show as much as you can and you want it to be diverse. So I understand why you could kind of 
I don't know. I, I mean, I get it makes sense that if you're going on an adventure, you would choose the most diverse and different places. So the fact that it's like a there's a lava. I, th- I think I know what you're saying in that it's kind mm-hmm. of uncreative to have like, oh, well, this this planet's all about the forest and this planet's all about the desert. Right. The forest moon of Endor is another example. Yeah. Forest moon of Endor. Um, but yeah, like uh, I understand what you're saying there, but I think if you're on an adventure, you find those unique places. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of fits in with it. I'm not trying to dispel what you said, but just maybe kind of defend I'm, what happens yeah, in the movie a little I'm, bit. I'm just saying that it seems like like we don't know that it's all that that's that's that these planets are all one specific type of 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 landscape and all that. Yeah, but there's nothing in the movies to tell us otherwise. True, and you're I feel you're like, right. I mean, yeah. that is yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. So. <sighs> I don't I don't know where to where to pivot with this but okay so so Anakin doesn't need to be from Tatooine okay mm-hmm. uh let's talk about the prequels I mean or we can we can keep going with our um thoughts on on the uh the rest of the original trilogy or we can go to the prequels I'll, I'll leave it up to you guys cuz I've been I've Um been... no we let's let's stick with the originals for just a okay. just a moment yeah. which is cooler Luke's blue lightsaber which is of course Anakin's lightsaber mm-hmm. or the one that he made that is green which is cooler? Mm. That's the that's the real question here. That's green, it. green, right? I'd say green's a little more tactical. Uh, okay. What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Wait, were you serious? Yeah. Why does it matter? <laughs> no. I. <sighs> you don't think one is cooler than the other? I think that the. I think that I. I mean, honestly, yeah. honestly, no, I don't. I think green... the the hilt of the um. Of the the green one, I think is is more tactical. Yeah, it's easier, it's it easier is. to grip, more beveled and stuff. Yeah, it's more beveled. It's got it's got kind of a it, it doesn't have the cross guard that Kylo Ren's has, but it does have a, a I don't know sword terms, but it kind of has a nub at the top. Yeah, neither do I. Which makes sense. They don't really people don't use swords anymore. I just sent a tweet while you guys were talking. <laughs> no, um, honestly, I think I think the coolest lightsaber is um, Mace Windu's. I like the purple, <laughs> just because it's it's unique. You know, no one else has a purple lightsaber, and that's probably why I would go with the green one because I don't think that it's very tactical. But <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I think that they, I mean it's fresh, it's new. I don't know in the in the scheme of things, green is more tactical because um, it's a more natural color that you that people spend their time in is. More green. That's true. He sure. makes a good point. If Matt. you're if you're in if you're staying yeah. in nature, what's the most common color you would see? It'd be green. And tweet scent. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes, put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. So sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and and okay, let's. Matt, did you ever play? Okay, this is we're getting away from obsessive viewer. Okay, did you ever uh, play any of the video games? Did you ever play Star Wars? Video yes, games? actually. Um, and this might be uh, okay. This this might be something more about about my entry to to the franchise. Maybe it is because one of my main entry points to the to Star Wars was Episode One. Um, yeah, that sucks. It does. It do, it sucks. It, that that just sucks. And I was I was into it. I could totally see why someone would be enamored with this with this universe and everything because I was I was in junior high. I was digging it. I played the uh uh the the episode 1 
video game for P PlayStation for the first PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great and, game. Oh, cool. it, right. Yeah, great like, game to be able to play that lightsaber battle to have intercut scenes from the movie um, in it. Like that was just revolutionary to me. And and I loved hearing Duel of the Fates while I was while I was playing the game. Yeah, and I was that was pretending awesome. to be ju- It was amazing. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's really the only game that I've I've played that I can remember. Really, I played a little bit of the Force Unleashed. Like, I think maybe just a demo that of it. That was a fun game too. Yeah. Yeah. I've never played it. Really. Oh, it was Interesting. Fun. Yeah. I really wanted to play uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Have either of you guys played that? I played uh, one of the Old Republic games, and it was okay. okay. I Mike? don't know. Yeah. No, I haven't played okay. it. I know that um, I want to. S- I I could be wrong. Um, Bioware, I think, did it, and they they're responsible for Mass Effect, which I mean, is is just an incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like people say, and this is getting away from it. Yeah, people say that you know, movies have Star Wars, TV has Star Trek, video games have Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. But um, I need to get back to play those games. But anyway, we're getting away from the point of the entire uh, point here. But um. <laughs> Yeah, so... Well, since we're kind of sort of talking about The Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. right now, what is, I think a lot of people consider this to be their favorite. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. not necessarily the best, but their favorite. And why do you guys think that might be? I have my because answer. Because I, I think but... it has a lot of what's good about the first one. It has interesting characters. It has good world building. It has... Um, you know, spectacular special effects. It has um, beautiful landscapes. It has all that kind of stuff. But it's also it's not it's it's deeper uh, than the uh, the Joseph Campbell hero's journey um, yeah. that the first one has to offer. It's it's deeper. There's more to it. There's a there's a love story that's challenged. There's um, Luke is trying to find answers within himself. There's this weird elfish looking frog guy that, that <laughs> kind of challenges us. I, I just think there's more to think about. There's more to see. There's a, there's a duplicitous character in Lando who mm-hmm. kind of asks us to question our allegiances and, you know, do we, do we even trust Han? What do we, I mean, of course we trust Han, but right. it's, it's that kind of thing. It's the type of movie that makes us ask questions. Um, and I also just, I just feel I I love the the way it ends. I love the um the sense of helplessness but with a with a look toward the future. Yeah, and uh okay, yeah, we we can I will say that I will give Empire props. Maybe if I go back and watch it again, I I'm planning on going through and watching them all again next week and and you know, really really force myself to just ingest all of them. Um <laughs> Because I didn't have time before this, um, I've I've watched them recently, so they're still fresh in my mind. But anyway, um, with the with with Empire, I will give. Uh, we talked about we talked about the whole uh, Han shot uh, Han shot first thing, and all of that. But there's a moment in Empire where it's like that doesn't even matter. Like that controversy doesn't matter because yeah. it's it's when he walks in and he sees Darth Vader and just without a moment's hesitation, he just fires a shot at him. Like he, yeah. I mean, of course, yes, that's so cool. That is such a cool th- character piece, the char- character trait. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it carries Speaking of Darth Vader, it's also the first time we hear Imperial March is in yes. Empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And let's, let's take a moment to celebrate John Williams because yeah. like, uh, I think it was on, I want, I want, yeah, it was a, a sci-fi on screen. The, the podcast I mentioned before, Jeff Palermo is the, uh, is the host of that. he, Mentioned that if you 
if you if anyone else scored this movie this franchise if anyone scored star wars it would be it would have been a a b movie sci-fi movie but the that that the score elevates it so much it does from 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 that and it yeah. like he he does just phenomenal work um throughout it and i mean it's it's icon it's i it's it's uh it's the most famous it's, iconic. it's the most famous movie music of all time i think yeah is there anything else yeah, that, I think I think that trumps so. it i mean well there's a moment where uh edward is holding the holding the apple and then bella is going for it. and the the score there is <laughs> Um, <laughs> no. Oh my god! No, <laughs> no but of terrible. course, of course, it's it's. There's no. I mean, it's up there with uh, with you know Jaws and with. I mean, with yeah, I would say Jurassic maybe Park. Jaws is the closest thing to it. True. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana Jones. I mean, there, there. It's, it's in. It's, it's, it's the music. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Awesome. Um. Yeah, but uh, and I think part of the reason why Empire is. So, uh, Empire strikes such a chord with with people. <laughs> is no. that, <laughs> yeah, I went there. Um, yeah. Is that um, is is that it? It like like Mike said, it, it brings a lot of what people love about the first one without having to having to follow such a strict uh, uh, storytelling guideline. I guess um, part of it for me it drags a little bit. I I, I Dagobah is a little bit of a drag for me. Uh, yeah, it's a training montage. It is. It is. Um, More training than montage. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and maybe when I revisit it, it'll I'll think differently. But I just think that it's it is what it is. And then, um, but the but the the battle, the, the Hoth on Hoth is just incredible. Uh, just absolutely insane. Yeah. Um. So that's great, and that's that's also speaks more to what I like about. Or what I want out of the entire uh, the the franchise as a whole is that it's it's about the rebellion. It's about it's about the rebellion against the empire and and part of a lot of a lot of the rest of the franchise is there's still there's still battles and, and and things like that. But it's not it's it's about the relationship between Luke and Vader and and good versus evil and stuff like that. I just wish that there was more about the rebellion and and. Yeah. Stuff like that, which is one of the reasons why I'm I'm genuinely extremely excited for Rogue One, um, mm-hmm. because that's that's going to be in that in that universe of of uh, in that area filling those gaps of of what I want out of the original trilogy when I watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh. Well, I agree with you guys pretty wholeheartedly. I think it's. I I also think people kind of appreciate the darkness of it, um, just because it's a little more out there it, it's a little less predictable to see what happens obviously the, the greatest movie reveal of all time um that's that sets it apart i think from i mean if, if you were asked if you were to ask someone what's the most famous line pivotal pivotal moment of the whole franchise they would say it's Sanders i am your father sa- oh sorry <laughs> and it gets everywhere um. <laughs> so it's like the most pivotal moment of the franchise if you will or the most memorable moment of the franchise i would say uh is is in this movie and it's the conclusion of this movie um a a father is so i think people can relate to that too the father kind of pushing their son into something um uh maybe they don't cut their hand off and force them off the end of a bridge but um uh, i think people can relate to that to a certain extent um but that's i think that's just a small part of it um, I don't know. I mean, a father cuts his son hand, his son's hand off. That's pretty cool. 
Sure. With a with a light sword. <laughs> Mike, what do you uh, any anything? Oh, <laughs> uh, didn't I go first? Yeah. Did, oh, yeah. did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Um, to that. Okay, this is. This is going to come across as trolly and everything, but I feel like we're having we're having a conversation, guys. Mm-hmm. When people say that they love Empire because it's such a dark ending and it's it, it's it casts such a darkness on 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 it, it is that truly what it is? Because from my perspective, I feel like okay, Empire came out in 1980. That's three years after the original Star Wars. People are like people who like latched onto it at a young age are like they like if they say that that they're a little more mature but i, I don't know it, it's a it's a down ending it's dark it's it's all that but it's also like um there's also there's also plenty of just darkness and dourness in in the in the in the first movie i don't know why that uh yeah. really does that well you think I, the first one is dour well they blow up a planet um <laughs> well yeah but I mean, that's it just shows, an inciting conflict. Yeah, I mean, but it it shows the brutality of it, really. I mean, you, we see the we see the we see the uh, the skele- the smoldering skeletons of Luke's aunt and uncle, and True. it's in in. I mean, that's, the thing that, is that establishes that reestablishes the established roles. The evil okay. guys do really evil things, and the good guys are defiant about it or fight back. Whereas in this one, our hero gets his hand cut off, and he finds out that he has very questionable origins because the most mm-hmm. evil, the most diabolical symbol of evil in the whole movie is his father. That's that's way, that's like tables turning. That's kind of... It, st- it starts the inner conflict that Luke goes through in the third movie where, mm-hmm. you know, he's tempted by the dark side. It, it kicks that off. So I think it's... The, the darkness of the sequel, uh, The Empire Strikes Back, is far supersedes or far exceeds the the darkness of the first one. Okay, uh, and yeah. and Han is killed. Who knows if he's coming back? Right, exactly. Yeah, C- right. C three PO's well, in pieces. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> but I mean, even with Han, isn't that isn't that more just Jabba's thing? Isn't that kind of like a side quest in the whole fantasy thing? And because I mean, you know, plus the rebel base is destroyed, so the rebellion takes a huge hit. They have a, a huge upside in the first movie; they destroy the Death Star, and the second one, their their base gets destroyed. That's mm-hmm. a setback for the rebellion too. So I think it's just all, I don't know. Right, right, yeah. I think the second one's way darker. Okay, sure. way darker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is a good way to pivot to the third movie. Yeah. And I have one thing that I want to say. It's something that we talked about, Mike and I talked about in OV64. Uh, uh, but I just want to kind of reignite this discussion a little bit. Because um, it is kind of... Um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of indicative of, of how I perceive fans of the franchises. Um, Boba Fett. It's, I still have such a bug about Boba Fett. Like, there's... Like he's in the prequels, he's in, he's in. Uh, there's there's talk of having a standalone movie, and and he has such this such this huge following and everything. But he amounts in the original trilogy to not much of anything. Yeah, and that's something that I just I don't I can't I'm still I still have a disconnect with. Um, and we've talked about it in in that episode before, so we don't need to harp on it that much. But I just feel like that that kind of still just bugs me so much, and that that seems like one of the 
an early indicator of of George Lucas uh, assuming how much control he had over Return of the Jedi, which I mean, I I believe that he basically oversaw the the creative control of all the original uh, trilogy, the the, the sequels. Um, but I think that that's an indicator of like he's out of touch with with what, not necessarily out of touch with what fans want, but out of touch with what makes his movies work. Um, well. Rebuttal. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree almost wholeheartedly that he's out of touch with what makes his movies work. I, I yeah. agree fully. Um, but the the excitement over Boba Fett started with the holiday special and the idea that they were going to re- release. I mean, he's a cool, undoubtedly a cool character design. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty obvious. And and I think people got excited about that. They got excited about the potential action figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they and then they finally got to see him. I, I think his prolonged popularity is a little overdone, but I think I think having him in there and um uh, I think was a wise wise choice actually on, <laughs> on George Lucas's part. Okay. Too much. I agree with you. There there is too much Boba Fett, but um Okay. I I agree as well. I, I don't understand the fervor for the character. I mean yeah. I think he lo- he does look very cool. That's undeniable. The guy has a jetpack. I mean, what's cooler than that? <laughs> um, but it's just to, the way he's fixated on is is a bit perplexing to me. I did not realize he was so featured in the holiday special, which I've never seen. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know he was in that so much, and that mm-hmm. he was kind of anticipated in the the sequels. So that's I didn't know that. But and uh, also toys and everything. Yeah, I yeah. I understand that, but it's like. I don't know. You get three year, a three, even that would just make me angry because you get a three year wait between, uh, Empire and Jedi. You, you've established this character. You're, you're fond of this character. And then he's just completely dismissed in the beginning of Return of the Jedi. And it's, it's such a, uh, unceremonious oh, death. It's a middle finger. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like, why would that fandom carry over after Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Even, even if, um, it's, it's even if, um, they, they ha- established it in the holiday special and had, uh, merchandise for it. I, I just, I don't think that in a uh, cool aesthetic is, is good enough to sustain that, um, fandom, but that's, 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 that's uh nitpicking at best. Um, you know, I, I, I still, I still go back to, I think, I think you're, your experiences with fandom are a lot different than some of the people who love Star Wars. Uh, I don't know. For for me, it's a for me, it's a it's a collector thing. It's a it's a geeky thing. And I um, for for all the crap you give yourself, uh, I don't I don't know that you're a geek. I think you're obsessed <laughs> about movies. I, I think you're a a, a particularly poignant movie critic, but you're not a geek. You know what I mean? So it, it it doesn't make sense for you to like someone like um, Boba Fett. But I'll I'll get into a comic book because in the last two pages they introduce a new character that looks cool. You know, I'll I'll, mm-hmm. I'll buy an action figure of a character that I have no idea who he is because the character design looks cool. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Would either of you buy a BB-8? Say you have money. Hell yes. Hell yes. yes. Okay. See, yesterday. And- <laughs> yes. I'm going to text you a picture right now of my wall and the characters that I have purchased. <laughs> okay. That's all. Because I'm going to say, who the hell are those characters? And I'm going to say, I don't know. 
<laughs> I For instance, what the hell hold on, let me put on my glasses. I'm sorry, this is this is dead air. Oh, hold no on. problem. <laughs> Who the hell is PZ4CO? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who it is, but he's a cool blue droid, and I got him. <laughs> um, there's another example. Who is Guavian? Guavian. Guavian. <laughs> he's just this red guy who kind of looks a little Boba Fettish. I don't mm-hmm. know who it is, but he looks cool. And I bought him, <laughs> and I put him on my wall. Sure, sure. And I wouldn't. Uh, I would. I. I understand that. It's. It's merchandising and all that, but. Um, yeah, if if I was a kid, I wouldn't. Well, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I would like you to go back in time and tell every girl uh, that I've ever known that I'm not a geek, <laughs> though. Um, <laughs> you got like it. Just just you know, send a press release out or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I I do have I do I do I I do understand that, and that maybe that is part of the reason why, or part of part of what I have about the star Wars fandom is that I'm not a fandom obsessed person. I, like you said, you said that I have a poignant connection to movies and stuff like that. or however you phrase it. And yeah, I do. I, I have a personal, I take a personal stake in the stuff that I watch, I, I guess. And that, that overshadows any type of, uh, uh, fandom and everything and I'm, I'm not opposed to being a fan of something like that and and uh following something incessantly and everything because i did as a kid i i uh i followed the production of scream 2 because i was obsessed with scream i followed um uh i followed lost yeah that's incessantly. interesting <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's interesting yeah like going to the library and going to the the dimension films website to see if there was anything about scream 2 that was new since the day before um like that's the level of of thing that i did but i just i kind of just grew out of it i don't i i would have thought that the adults you would have thought that i would have grown out of it is what you're saying no you're saying why are you such a child no 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 i'm saying why are the adults who are following every every scrap of news about the force awakens so 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 adamant about finding out everything and and, and discussing everything. Yeah, that's everything. a problem, yeah. and that's a new yeah. thing that the that media has just decided we need to care about. Um, but I but I also get small details. So listeners, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to just have to be descriptive here. Mm-hmm. But I sent Matt and Tiny a picture just now of <laughs> my wall of the of the Star Wars action figures I've collected, and if I could draw their attention to the bottom right character, that's a stormtrooper. Do you guys see it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what I wanted to do was make sure, ensure that I collect all of the first wave action figures Mm -hmm. uh, that were released for The Force Awakens, which includes 12 characters. And I went to great pains to make sure that I got Captain Phasma and Kylo Ren from the first wave. They were Mm -hmm. pretty difficult to find at first. Uh, and so I did, but I waited a little bit on some of the characters who aren't as interesting. And I'm sorry, but snow troopers and stormtroopers just aren't as interesting as, um, you know, Finn or Ray or even the Luke. Mm-hmm. So I waited a little bit and it got to a point where I had most of the ones that I wanted. And then a second wave came out of figures. Okay. And so I was looking around and I found this stormtrooper that I didn't have from the first wave. And I was like, sweet. And I took it home and I was like, hmm, this looks different. <laughs> and it turns out that the stormtrooper I got is uh, a stormtrooper from the second wave of action figures. And I'm pissed. 
I am pissed at myself, <laughs> and it bothers me every time I look at it that I can't get the first wave stormtrooper anymore because there's a second wave stormtrooper. And the only difference is that his build a weapon weapon piece is different. Mm. Otherwise, he's the same character. But I don't have the first wave one. Mm. I'm a geek. <laughs> you are, yeah. There's no identifying pieces of information on these pictures, are there? I don't think so. No. Okay. I'm gonna share them to the Facebook page. Please do. <laughs> um. Yeah. And and uh, yeah. So yeah. I don't even. I I don't. I'm. I don't know. I uh, my point is just that there's a there's a perspective that that you. That's what Star Wars does to you. And I mm-hmm. and I credit Star Wars as as uh, making me this kind of a person. I I became started becoming obsessed with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, for me, it was. Um, collecting the cards at first. We played the the trading card game. Um, my friend had a Star Destroyer, and he just beat me, just destroyed me every time, so I quit playing. But, um, <laughs> you know, and I just wanted the action figures. I just wanted them all. I don't know. I get it. I, I feel like if I were if I were alive and a young kid and I had heard about Boba Fett, I'd, I'd be all in. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um... Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, so Return of the Jedi it, itself, it, I feel like it's the loosest um, in terms of pacing and, and story. Like Ewoks, Ewoks are just, Ewoks are, re, like, what I don't under, I don't know, I'm all over the place, but Ewoks are, I, I don't I don't have, I'm indifferent to them, but I know that uh, Lucas wanted it to be uh, Wookiees, but could, somehow couldn't afford it. I don't understand how that's possible. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So don't know. yeah, I think people's people's aversion to the Ewoks are that um, they're cute little teddy bears who uh, take down the Empire, and and that's that that's just not that it's implausible. It's just silly, you know. Like I think it's it would have been cool if you know they show up on this this forest moon of Endor, and there's this really badass tribe that's like you know conquered the whole moon and they're like awesome warrior like apache type guys Mm -hmm. uh folks you know like that's that's cool even if they're like aliens some weird alien race um and they team up with the rebel because the empire is threatening their moon that's awesome like that that would be very cool but the fact that they're just cute little teddy bears who make these squeaky sounds it it just really takes away from the aesthetic that's established throughout the rest of the trilogy, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's just unfortunate that there was so much focus on this being such so family friendly that there's these teddy bears. In the first movie, we get we get two charred skeletons on the ground outside of a house, and it's there's a guy gets his hand cut off in the other one, and this one we get teddy bears. It's it's just kind of. I think that's why people don't like them. It's not the idea that they team up with this tribal indigenous race to take out the empire. It's that they're cute teddy bears. And I can understand that. I'm not crazy about it myself. But um, they're vicious. And they probably eat those dead stormtroopers. <laughs> right? Like, where else did those helmets come from? That's speculation. They, they ate them. Speculation, Mike. They would, they wanted to cook. Our heroes. That is true. <laughs> they were going to roast them. It doesn't change the fact that they're cute teddy bears. They that, are cute. That make bears. cute squeaky sounds. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That, I think that's why people don't like the Ewoks. That's why I don't like the Ewoks very much. 
Yeah. I, you know, I'm not a fan of the Ewok. And, and yeah. they're not, it's, it's not even like it's the Ewok movie. They had Ewok movies afterwards for on TV, but that's neither here nor oh, there. Oh, they did. They're also bad. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. you guys should give the holiday special uh, a spin. I'd I, like to. I want this to. Holiday season. In in another world, I would I would love to. I would have loved to do a uh, maybe not commentary, but an episode devoted to it. But is there anywhere we can uh, find it? I mean, Mike's house. Uh, just <laughs> my house. <laughs> I'll say the internet. It's incredibly obscure. That's why yeah. it's, most people haven't seen it. I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, but. Uh, it's a good conclusion to the trilogy, uh, Ewok, uh, uh, Ewoks notwithstanding. Um, yeah. It gives closure to, you know, the relationships, the, the, the love triangle of it. Like, I mean, we, we take that for granted. Well, we take, um, there, there's such an emphasis on depicting a love triangle in, in any, any major franchise. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of, um, the Hunger Games, really, because I've been watching those re- recently, but and those those do that the handles that pretty well too. But um, I think that's the Return of the Jedi is, and in the original trilogy itself is a good representation of the love triangle. You get um, you get just it's it's not played for melodrama or anything like that, which is such a big credit to George Lucas, king of melodrama. Yeah, but. It's, I mean, you, it's established in the first movie that there, that, that Luke is, is, you know, kind of all hot for Leia, Leia. Um, and then Han is Han and he's, he feels inferior to him. Uh, maybe I'm projecting, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) and then you get more of the, uh, more of the Han and Leia relationship and in the second one as Han grows as a character. And then that, 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 uh, that arc comes full circle in Return of the Jedi and it comes in, such a somewhat convenient way, like, oh, yeah, Luke, you know, hey, she's your sister. So, <laughs> I mean, it's a little convenient. I, I think that that's a little – I don't mind that. I don't mind the, the reveal of Luke and Leia being being brother and sister, but I think that it's, it's, it is a little bit of a, of a plot cleanup, basically, to me, from my perspective. Yeah. Um, and that it, they don't want to deal with the love triangle anymore? Somewhat, and kind of like – I don't know. It kind of, I <laughs> I think it pays good service to the characters too, most especially Luke, because in you know in the first the first his development throughout the trilogy I think is actually really really well done. Because in the first movie he's such a annoying little asshole teenager, <laughs> and even by the end of that movie he he kind of demonstrates his growth to an extent because he puts away his targeting computer and mm-hmm. listens to the wise voice telling him to use the force. Um, so there's some of that there. And then in the second one, he, he gains a lot of confidence and he's unfortunately cocky with it and gets his hand cut off as a result. But in the third movie, you can see he really learned from that lesson, getting his hand cut off and, 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 and finding out this awful truth about himself. Um, and he, he's such a, he's just, he exudes so much wisdom in the third movie and it feels like, you know, it's not so much that I think even the moments before he kind of finds out that Leia is his sister, he just kind of has this, this attitude that, you know, a Jedi doesn't really have any place with a wife or whatever, or, you know, like, it's like, that's just like a frivolous emotional attachment that I don't need. I need to focus on my ultimate goal and what I believe is my destiny. And he just has that's what that. I told Amanda when she kept wanting to get engaged. <laughs> Man, I'm a Jedi. <laughs> Ain't no Jedi got time for that. <laughs> time for such trivialities. Yes. But uh, that's just how I feel about, it. I think, I think that 
the just kind of getting rid of the, or just kind of ignoring the the love triangle a lot less or or whatever, putting it in pretty succinct terms. Sure. I think I think is very true to the characters as well. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. That's just kind of how I feel. Yeah. That's another thing I kind of um, focused on on my rewatch of the movies this time was just how the evolution of Luke's character. It was really, I th- I just think it was like incredibly well done, mm-hmm. and both in Mark Campbell's performance and uh, the writing of it, the development of the character. Yeah, he definitely grew in the sequels for sure. Yeah. Um, you know it's it's been a while since I've been on this show, but do these episodes still just go an hour? <laughs> <laughs> We haven't even talked about the prequels. They yet. do. We yeah. haven't. Uh, so okay, we've been rambling a lot. Um, original trilogy, you know, I'll, more power to you guys. Um, I like the movies uh, enough to own the Blu-ray and watch them uh, repeatedly over the course of the this year. You know, while editing and stuff like that. But I, I don't. I don't have. I, I'm not a huge fan of, of the franchise as a whole, but the world is, and something I want to talk about before we transition into a brief rundown of the, of the prequels and everything, because, I mean, I, I feel like it would be a disservice to... I, I feel like we need to be comprehensive about... Uh, or whatever. So, <laughs> to bridge that discussion, Star Wars' influence on pop culture is vast, and it's incredible. It, it's... It has such a hold on pop culture. Um, mm-hmm. Just what is? What are some of your favorite like Star Wars isms that have infiltrated uh, other other works of art? And also, there was. How do you feel about the the kind of uh, the old school stigma of being a Star Wars fan? At, like in the '90s and '80s, and and back in the day when it was like, oh, you know, you're you're a nerd. You don't need you love Star Wars, and it's a nerdy thing, kind of thing. And how that's kind of become like, you know, that nerd. is that's so many questions. It is, it yeah. is, yeah. And we can just touch briefly on each one. We don't need to sure. dissect everyone, but because um, now, like, you know, nerd culture is king, and everyone's a nerd, and yeah, it's yeah. So how do you guys feel about everything that I just said? <laughs> <laughs> well. If I could, Star Wars is interesting because, you know, with a lot of things, I think everybody feels, uh, you know, they they feel a sense of ownership to certain things, and so when when certain things become famous, people are like, oh, I was there first. All oh, these people are posers. I think the beautiful thing about Star Wars, and uh, maybe I'm just not old enough to know, but I think. I think Star Wars fans are really just kind of appreciative that anybody likes it. You know what I mean? Any any person they can turn on to Star Wars is cool. Um and I think we're excited that younger people like Star Wars. I I don't find that it's like teenagers coming in liking Star Wars that is pissing off old people. I think what's happening is adults are showing Star Wars to their kids and I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah, totally agree. It's it's cool that um Star Wars is kind of it's kind of transcended it's transcended most of its stigma that's what's great mm-hmm. about it you know like you yeah. said it used to just be oh, you're just a nerd whatever you like nerd things and star wars is a nerd thing but you know it star wars is just undeniably cool now i mean i think it's it's surpassed that and it's just become a cool thing now it's not it's not about whether you're a nerd or not because there's there's people who are you know they fit into certain stereotypes to where they shouldn't like Star Wars, but they they love it despite that. So, um, it, it is. It's I think it's unique in that respect. Um, 
whereas some stuff that's kind of seems to be ever present in pop culture hasn't quite reached that level yet. Maybe like like uh, like Harry Potter isn't quite mm. to that level yet, you know. Um, but but Star Wars is kind of unique in that respect. Um, yeah, and it has permeated pop culture. We talked about how fact how the fact that it's you know the most iconic, it has the most iconic uh, movie music of all mm. time. It's the most identified movie music of all time probably um it's 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 more than just it's more than just a movie franchise mm-hmm. and, and that's it, it was destined to become part of pop culture yeah and you guys don't need to don't need to give examples of this or anything but one of the one of my favorite like bits of of you know not parody but of just of of uh star wars being in something else and it's not even the best example in this in this TV show, but there's a scene in, uh, I think a flashback episode of The Simpsons where Homer and Marge are leaving the theater after seeing The Empire Strikes Back, and then Homer's just like, Homer's, <laughs> Homer's saying very loudly as he's passing by a line of fans that are waiting to go see. He's like, "Wow, can you believe that Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's dad?" <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that, and of course, Family Guy. They're, they're, uh, Star Wars episodes were. were Solid, yeah, they were, and I love yep. seeing them poke fun at. Well, the first two are, and I, I love that they even admit that their third one is not good, like yeah. in, the, in the crawl. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's hilarious! I, this is going to be awesome. And then it's actually just not good. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> it's true. They're not kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was pretty. You could tell that they were a little, you know, a little worn out. I guess. Yeah. Or maybe it's because they really only truly love the first two movies and they think the third one isn't really that great and worthy of parody. Anyway. Um, Whatever. So let's talk, and we can wrap this up soon, but let's, there's, there's something about the prequels, um, that Mike, that you brought up earlier, like, like two weeks ago when we started recording this, that, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you said that there's not a lot of retroactive continuity and, and I, I'd, I'd fight you on that a little bit because there's, I mean, there's so much that is just established in the prequels that have no reason to be there. I mean, there's like, you know, why, why make Anakin, um, the result of an immaculate conception? Why do, um, why uh, why have him create C3PO? Like why did why is that a thing ever? Yeah. Um and then even the fact that it, even the it it doesn't pay service to Obi-Wan's um dialogue in in A New Hope when he's talking to Luke about his father saying that oh he was the best star pilot in the in all the galaxy and I fought alongside him in the clone wars and all that when I mean yeah there is there is some of that in in the prequels but it's also it's it's not what you anyone I think would imagine when watching that and then going to see the prequels I feel like that it should have been taken more he, he should have taken more care with the with the mythology that he created in expanding it instead of doing this whole laborious taxation law and the rise of the empire through um through deceit in the senate and stuff like that i just feel like that that was just such a disservice to uh what the original trilogy was really all about to me um from my perspective at least and i i don't know what what are your guys' thoughts on everything that i just said um <laughs> Uh, I agree with that because I think I said earlier that I, one of my problems is the establishment of the conflict. I think it would be much more satisfying if 
you know, the emperor was like some kind of representative from one of the planets and was maybe a member of the Senate, but he doesn't take over the Senate politically. He just goes back home, gets his army, and literally comes to Coruscant and slaughters the Senate and mm-hmm. forcibly perpetrates a military coup or something like that. That would get, I think that would be much better influence, if you will, or, or much better uh, motivation for the actual rebellion that we get. I, just, I think that something like that makes more sense. Um, not to say that I, I should have written Star Wars. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying something like that I think would have been more satisfying. Um, so I, 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 I can, I see where you're coming from that this, the prequel trilogy was part political thrill. It was more political thriller than it was adventure, I think. Uh, and, and it's that amongst many other issues is, is why they're not good. <laughs> There's tons of things you can point at, but I think at, at a, at a base philosophical level, that's a big problem. Yeah. My, yeah, they are, and I agree. I agree with all that, but still, I you know I go back to the to the how I met your mother thing and how I I don't think the prequels are are ruinous. I don't think any of that any of that stuff is ruinous. And I you know, um, you say how he talks about they were he's a great pilot and they they didn't um, you know they fought together in the Clone Wars. Well, you you say that we didn't get enough of that, but I feel like the beginning of episode three is, is pretty awesome. Um, and he's a pretty awesome pilot in that. And, and again, I know it's, it's not fair to do this. Um, and we even talked about doing it at the beginning, but just the clone wars show, you Mm -hmm. see the two of them kind of, um, which technically is still Canon, right? It is still Canon. Yes. I I guess that does, that that counts right. and so and so while we might not agree with how much of it we got we got it right yeah it didn't, it didn't they didn't go back and say uh you know i <laughs> i haven't worked on an analogy but they didn't go <laughs> back and say well he he actually just ran around with obi-wan because he wanted to be with robin right right <laughs> let's see what you did there thanks um yeah yeah i i can see your point there and it's Maybe you guys have beaten me down to the, <laughs> to this point, but I mean, yeah, sure. And, and in terms of, of plotting and, and revelations of things like, like the whole idea of, um, the, the, the stormtroopers and, and the clones, like it's attack of the clones and there's no real attack of the clones, it seems, right? Or is there an attack of the clones? Where, well, oh, I guess yeah. the clones. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so out of it. Like, okay, so I don't know. Did did the clones need to all be clones of Jango Fett? Like, like there's certain yeah. things that just seem so, so just just pointless. Right. They're bad. They're bad, but mm-hmm. not ruinous. Okay. Yeah. I sure. And I mean, yeah. And watching, watching the. Uh, Watching watching the original trilogy, I don't sit there and think like, "Oh, that's Jango Fett" and all that. So I guess that's <laughs> that's sure. But I feel like that would be, I don't know. I just feel like that maybe not ruinous, but it would it would be uh, sacrilegious on 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 the prequels part to to play with the mythology so much in such a wrong way that I feel is wrong would be just i i feel like i don't know i feel like that would that would maybe not mar the original trilogy but it would kind of just 
cast a, a little bit of a shadow over it mm-hmm. to me. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It does cast a shadow, but still love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> me too. Um, yeah, I don't think... Uh, Jar Jar is Jar Jar. Yes! Okay, okay. I'm getting my second wind. Um, <laughs> no, but Jar Jar, there is a there's a theory that like we talked about how um how how when the prequels were coming out and like before that there were all the all these pieces of information and then when the when the phantom menace came out it was just kind of just like there was an immediate backlash to it and all that but there's a theory even now like recently that gained traction about how how Jar Jar was originally like the theory posits it's it's Darth Jar Jar. I think you can go to DarthJarJar.com and read it. <laughs> but it's it posits that Jar Jar Binks was originally envisioned by Lucas to be a Sith Lord throughout and it would be slowly revealed and it would be revealed in probably episodes two or three, but the fan the fan backlash against Jar Jar was so much that he dropped it. That theory itself, and the fact that it gets an, that it gets traction and it's it's actually discussed within the fandom, is so irritating to me. No, 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 no. Okay, it is not discussed within the fandom. Okay, there are. It is not. You're you're reading it on you're reading it on these websites uh, that can continue to perpetuate all this stuff. But nobody I know who is actually part of the fandom takes any of this with any any weight whatsoever it's a fun theory but but no nobody i know is is actually considering this okay but message boards and reddit and and people are people are actually commenting on it as if it is a maybe they're not maybe it's not a serious kind of thing but the fact that the theory exists and the and the idea that oh you know like i i read it and it basically says that um Jar Jar was originally going to be this, but because we were so angry about Jar Jar, he decided to drop it. And it just—it's like saying, "Well, well, George, George meant to do this, or or meant to do this, but but we did, we weren't, we weren't receptive to it, so that's why he didn't do this for us." And it's like that's why he backed out of it and stuff like that. It kind of seems like it just seems like it, like they're making excuses for what is just and just not only a bad part of the prequels, but. I like it's it's borderline offensive in kind of the uh, almost racial stereotype that that Jar Jar embodies really. Um I think you're reading some pretty offensive stuff that that people are <laughs> yeah. people are passing off as reality as something that people actually believe. I I don't know. Maybe kids but nobody Maybe. I know actually believes that that's true. Yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm just not reading it right then cuz if anyone listening subscribes to the Darth Jar Jar theory and actually thinks that it is a viable theory for what uh George Lucas originally intended in the in the prequel trilogy, contact me and let me know that I'm not that I'm not misreading it cuz you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but I just think that that's that's a little bit too not forgiving, but it's it's taking too much Giving first of all, giving way too much credit to to Lucas, and it's also it is. And well, you know, um, it's making excuses. for I don't know. Maybe I am looking down on new fans or something because that sounds like a new thing. I mean, of course there are people who believe that it's true, but mm-hmm. none of the adults I know, you yeah, know, none of yeah. the uh, 
I haven't I, met I anyone. Know. I, I, I should say I haven't met anyone in real life who actually thinks like, oh yeah, well you know, Jar Jar Binks was was maybe he was a Sith Lord, and maybe that's the maybe that's <laughs> the reason why. Right. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't really look into it. I only, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I didn't even read it. I was like, that's that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I read it, and I was like, hmm, that's cute. Fun. <laughs> I wasn't into it, so I didn't even read it. Yeah. But hey, guys, news broke the other day that Jar Jar is officially not going to be in The Force Awakens because that is a viable piece of news about the movie. It <laughs> is important That news. is worth reporting. It is good that to is know. important news. Yes. <laughs> so... Okay, we can wind down because holy crap, guys. Yeah. So, okay. This is a championship episode. <clears throat> yeah, it is. This is. It is. It's. It's. It's been a. And it's funny because Mike, me and me and Tiny, we just recorded a dual episode night uh, a couple weeks ago. So this is this is we're marathoning this. Yeah. Um. So anyway, to kind of wind down in this discussion and everything, and we've touched on this throughout it, but. The Force Awakens comes out as of this recording in uh, a, a week, a week in a couple of days. By the time this episode drops, it'll probably be a few days away. Um, what are you guys? What, what's your perspective going into it? What are you, not necessarily your expectations or anything, but how do you feel about it? And how do you feel about um, about the idea of us getting Star Wars movies every year? And and how do you feel about you know? Your expectations going in and your excitement going in. What level are you at, and and how are you handling the, um, the weight? Again, that's that's two different questions. How do I feel <laughs> about a bunch of movies coming up? Not all that excited. Okay. Not all that excited. I think there's going to be a little too much. Um, but as far as this movie is concerned, I am so unbelievably excited. I I, I mean, I just I. I don't know why I'm so sure that it's going to be good, but I'm just sure it's going to be good. And I know that's foolish. That is that is foolish of me to do, but I'm just I just know that it's going to be good. Um so let's let's ground this in some real things. I am I love the idea that our heroes are a black man and a girl. I think that's so awesome for so many people and it's such an exciting thing and a good decision to to bring in um, some different kinds of people into the Star Wars universe and put them front and center rather than just a bunch of white people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. Um, I love the I love the generational aspect we're getting, um, but I also love at the same time that I feel like J.J. Abrams cares about making this its own thing, which I also, I, again, I love so much. And so it, just nothing about it so far makes me think that it's that it can even possibly be bad Mm. so i'm just so excited nice tiny yeah um about the the franchise taking off and we're gonna get one movie every year for the foreseeable future i guess right i'm not really sure what kind (laughs) of what kind of limits they put on it but um yeah i'm not i'm i'm with mike i'm not overly excited about it I, i think it's I think it's just going to fatigue the franchise. It's it's going to it's going to fatigue the audience. I think as opposed mm. to the franchise. Um, I, I just wish it were spread out more. I'm excited for more Star Wars, but I, I do I do wish it was spread out a little more. I, th- I think that the frequency of it is going to be a detriment to it. Um, but having said that, as far as the Force Awakens goes, I I've never been this excited for a movie ever in my life. Really? This, this is the most excited I've ever been for anything 
ever. Like I'm, I'm trying to put myself in my shoes the night of the premiere, sitting there in the theater when it pops up a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I'm, I'm probably going to be like shaking. Oh, I, I might cry. I, I'm, I, I'm probably going to cry. cry at that yeah. Point. And there's no, no other movie I've ever been able to say that about. Like I, I'm, I'm not wor- even blended. <laughs> I'm worried. <laughs> I about, said that about episode three. See, I didn't. I, I don't know. I think I was too. Uh, I, I was too let down by the first, uh, first two movies of the prequels that I just didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hadn't. I had no confidence left. Um, but I, I just, I've never been able to say that about another movie, and, and it's. I, I'm actually worried about how excited I am. Mm-hmm. That's. I'm worried it's going to taint my experience of watching it. That I took the next day off of work, and I'm semi planning to just go see a matinee just mm-hmm. so I can see it by myself without a huge audience. And I might actually have the day off if you want to go to the state museum. Maybe. Cause I, cause we got tickets, but we didn't get tickets to the 70 millimeter. Right. Um, right. At the state museum. And I, even if I don't, even if I'm not a big fan of the movie, I'm going to go see it at the state museum. Cause it's the, yeah. it's the largest theater in the, in the state. And, and mm-hmm. it's one of the only, one of only a, like, a um, a, uh, like 18 i don't know i don't know the exact number but it was one of the only theaters that is going to screen it in 70 millimeter right yeah by the way mike if you want to take a road trip up here you know i uh, might yeah, yeah for sure if you if you find yourself making the trek up here uh, or making the wars up here um <laughs> uh, i would totally ah, well you know we always do our our annual january trip trip mm. so yeah maybe so yeah most excited i've ever been for a movie i i wish i could take the week off <laughs> looks good guys it looks good um no i'm like i said before i'm really excited for it and and in terms of getting a movie every year i'm not as uh opposed to that as you guys are right now i think that eventually it'll be burnout burnout city population matt but um <laughs> can't believe i just said that but um i i think that it's i think that the idea behind it is is fine because it's they're going to be like here next week we're going to have episode seven and then next next December we're gonna have Rogue One, which is a standalone movie that's set before, uh, before A New Hope and all that. And then the next the next summer we're gonna have Episode Eight, and then after that we're gonna have another standalone one. So it's not like it's gonna be seven, eight, nine, and then Rogue One, and then and then a bunch of standalone stuff. It's it's like they're they're a little bit spread out in that respect. That's true. I, I do appreciate the approach they're taking. To doing that, I, I'm not crazy about the timing of it, mm-hmm. but I, I do like their approach. How the the in between the episodes are going to be kind of more simpler, mm-hmm. back to roots kind of thing. So that's that is refreshing, and I'm not as worried about it in that respect. Right, and uh, for all the crap I've talked about the franchise and all that, and I feel like I, I feel like this was a good discussion. I don't know. I I think it started out with being a little bit. I don't, I, will, I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I, I feel like it was it was good. I, I you know, but whatever. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to seeing it, and 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 you know, uh, hopefully it's good. I don't see a reason why it's not going to be good, really. Right. There's nothing so and, far that we've seen to make it look like it's not going to be good. Yeah. And and Mike, to your point about uh the uh casting like casting a a, a black man to to be the main character and, and a woman uh, to be central figures and everything like two points to that is one i don't remember if i mentioned this on the podcast or not but when we had at at popcon this year there was this old curmudgeonly super racist guy yeah who went on a rant at our booth 
talking to me about how like oh the oh everything is the worst because you know uh, we've got a black man in a Star Wars movie and we, we've got a woman in there too and yeah. and and I was just like so off put by it and so annoyed by it and I'm I just I hope that he loses sleep over you know <laughs> all of that but um what a dick anyway <laughs> um. I hope that he took a business card and actually listens because you're yeah. warped in the head. But anyway, um, and, and also probably the most comforting thing about all the stuff that I know about The Force Awakens, which isn't much. It's just what's in the trailers and what pe- what I piece together from stupid clickbait non-news online is uh, – is it's it's a return to form really because the – my biggest w- – the last time I rewatched the prequel trilogy – the my biggest my biggest bugaboo about it wasn't Jar Jar Binks. Well, that's a very close second. Uh, wasn't Jar Jar Binks? Wasn't Jake Lloyd? Wasn't anything like that? It was that there was no there was no centralized like like triumphant of characters or a group of characters that carried through the entire trilogy. You had Obi Wan and you had Padme, who was the most boring and and oh, she's awful. Yeah, just, just terrible. Absolutely, just pointless character and and. Um, and also the, the romance between her and Anakin is the, one of the worst on-screen romances I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Like it's, it's so forced, so forced, so cringeworthy. Everything about it just doesn't work. Um, so you don't, but you do at its heart, the problem, one of the biggest problems facing the prequels is that you don't have that, that band of rebels that come together, um, and, and grow together through three movies. You get, you know, you get origin story and, and you get, you know, uh, Ewan McGregor carrying it, really. I, I think that he was the standout of it. And I really hope that he comes back and does an Obi-Wan uh, standalone movie. Yeah. I think that would be just fantastic. That would be cool. Um, but yeah, so so I'm excited because the everything that I've seen says that we're returning to that. Um, the the main characters in the, in the new one are going to be more like that and... And we're going to get more. I hope that this this whole idea of passing the torch and 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 bringing a new generation saga to the screen is going to be them banding together and them working toward a common goal and all that stuff. All that stuff that I actually could connect to in the original trilogy looks like it's going to resurface in the Force Awakens, or it's going to awaken in this new franchise. Um, but I hope that it's. I I just I I have no. I have no problem expecting it to be good, and I I hope that it doesn't disappoint. I don't have my expectations too high for it. Um, I'm more excited and nervous and scared about the ridiculous six. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> that's a joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, we've we've talked for a long time. Yes, we have. Any parting thoughts before you guys? Uh, you know. Uh, Kill me and uh, set me on fire and eat me like the Ewoks probably do. Just <laughs> if you can find a stormtrooper from the first wave, Force Awakens <laughs> figures, uh, three point seven five inch, of course. Well, of course, um, of course. Let me know. Buy it and send it my way for Christmas. Yes, nice. I, I I'll, I'll just re- reinforce. I've never been more excited for any movie ever. So yeah. Real quick, Mike, how do you feel about the uh, how do you feel about the different scales of a- action figures? Because they have those ones that are like half size scale that are like a hundred dollars. You know, do you know what I'm talking about? They're like oh, like, like the, four, four that foot are like tall. three three foot ones. Yeah. 
Oh, how badly I want one of those. <laughs> oh, me too. I'm glad you said that because some people are like, oh, it's overkill. It's ridiculous. I think they're cool as hell. No, none of it's overkill. Okay. None I tried to buy one the other night uh, for my future children, but yeah. I, I was unfortunately with my girlfriend and she talked <sighs> sense into me. So, <laughs> Well, my wife did let me a couple of years ago buy a three foot, uh, three foot, this is like two and a half feet. Wait, these new ones, they're like, they're like four, they're like four, four. feet or so, right? Oh yeah, they're like four, yeah. four and a half feet. Cause I have a three foot, uh, Spider-Man, so man, maybe I can talk my wife into it. We'll see. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, by the way, Tiny, you've never been more excited about a movie. Uh, it's worth mentioning that I bought Tiny a ticket to see tw- 2001 for his birthday on, <laughs> in 70 millimeter at the State Museum next month, so. I'm very much looking forward to that too. Good. I need, I need validation. Very for excited for that. Things. Yeah, that'll be alright. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm genuinely very excited for that. It, yeah. It'll be amazing. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, I made this joke and I can end it here. We can end it here, but I made this joke on, uh, longtime listener and friend of the podcast, friend of the host and, uh, frequent guest Robert Feckus's Facebook post about, uh, how Star Trek Beyond's trailer is going to play uh, before The Force Awakens. So I was kind of proud of this. I'm not going to lie, but I said like, well, now we know that if the box office is, if, if the box office, if, if it's a hit at the box office, we'll know that a lot of people bought tickets just to see the Star Trek Beyond trailer <laughs> and then walked out before the movie. <laughs> so well done. Yeah. I'm honestly going to miss making those jokes because I'm, yeah. I'm sure that I'm going to love the movie as much pushback as I give the franchise as a whole. I'm sure I'm going to love it and I'm going to hate not being able to, make jokes about that but yeah. yeah it's gonna be awesome yep yep so join us next week when we review sisters starring <laughs> tina fey and amy Fuller. jesus christ <laughs> no we'll be back next week with uh with a review of the force awakens stop yeah the force awakens right. i'm getting it all out okay. right now so all right thanks for listening guys and we'll see you next week may the force right. be with you and also with you <laughs> but more so with me alright okay. I'm gonna hop off here guys it's time for Bonzo oh, nice. <laughs> alright see you later Mike see you later see you guys and that does it for our weird Star Wars retrospective discussion episode two part episode um, thanks for listening and I'm breaking in here to just let you know a few things, a few new things that I didn't get a chance to talk about on the episode because they didn't exist yet. But if you want to support the podcast, um, first of all, the podcast will always, always want be 100% free for all time. But if you're in the giving mood since it's the holidays or you want to support us or show your support for the podcast, we, I just recently set up a Patreon page or Patreon account for it. So if you go to patreon.com slash obsessive viewer, you can donate to the podcast. And I set up some, uh, I set up some rewards that, um, we'll, we'll see how, how, how it goes. Um, but yeah, so, so if you want to show your support for the podcast and help us offset some of the costs of running it, uh, you can do that. It's, it's a recurring monthly thing, but basically if you just want to do a one-time payment, all you got to do is just, uh, set it up as a recurring thing. And then once the charge clears on your end, just cancel the, just go back to the page and cancel the, uh, patronage, I guess. Um, and then that'll be your one-time uh, donation to us. 
Anyway, once again, that's patreon.com slash obsessive viewer. And also, I set up an Instagram account for the podcast for obsessive viewer. Um, that's just the instagram.com slash obsessive viewer. Um, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, I'll post some pictures on there probably of like my Blu-ray collection and DVD collection and me being weird in a movie theater if I see a movie alone or something like that. Um, I'll be the weird guy taking pictures in the theater before the movie. Anyway, so follow us there. And then, like I said on one of the previous episodes, uh, me and Tiny have both set up letterboxed accounts. Uh, my username is Obsessive Viewer and Tiny's is Obsessive Tiny. So follow us on there and watch us, uh, see how we watch movies on there. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I'm all over the place. Anyway, thank you for listening. Hope you guys don't hate me for my, um, uh, my, my words about Star Wars. Um, yeah. But, uh, once again, I'm excited for the movie. I'm, as of this recording, I'm 48 hours away from seeing it, so we'll see if it's, if it, uh, if it does well for me. I don't know. Ah, oh, that's a mess. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we will, I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to The Obsessive Viewer, presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. You can find more of our episodes at ovpodcast.com, and you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast app. The Obsessive Viewer's theme song is An Eclipse of Events and is provided by Loudlike from their EP Mistakes We Must Make. You can find that and more great music from them on iTunes and like their Facebook page at facebook.com slash loudlikemusic. Any and all feedback on the podcast is encouraged. You can email the hosts individually at Matt, Tiny, or Mike at ObsessiveViewer.com or send an email to the podcast in general at podcast at ObsessiveViewer.com. Check out the Obsessive Viewer blog at ObsessiveViewer.com where we post movie and TV reviews and the occasional editorial about the business of entertainment. You can also like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer and follow us on Twitter at Obsessive Viewer, at Obsessive Tiny, and at I am Mike White. If you want more obsessive content in your life, check out our sister site, ObsessiveBookNerd.com, for book reviews, author spotlights, and a general celebration of reading. Finally, if you're philosophically curious, check out Tiny's side project podcast, The Secular Perspective, which explores the concepts of faith, religion, and existence from the perspective of secular hosts. You can find that at thesecularperspective.com and subscribe to the podcast on the podcatcher of your choice. Again, thank you so much for listening. We love you. Be excellent to each other. There are stories about what happened. It's true. Dark side. A Jedi.